Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Salome, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. I am so pumped to talk to you all about your journey from corporate to quitting your job, starting as a social media manager to eventually becoming a certified OBM and starting an agency that pulled your husband home and out of corporate. I think that is so freaking cool and just... I can't wait to hear, you know, the st- like catch up on the start to where you guys are at now and where you are going in the future. So, to kind of just start, maybe if you could give us an, you know, a brief intro to who you are and how you got started and introduced to this whole freelancing world. Absolutely. So, I come from the corporate world of marketing, more specifically digital marketing, but I did work in other forms of marketing as well. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows marketing and that world, it involves a lot of sales. It involves long hours. It involves, you know, trips away from home sometimes, depending on who you work for. Yeah. And I love digital marketing. I love that world, but I also had a son. I also have a husband. Like I want, I wanted to be home more. And the more I was working in that industry, the more I started to see that I wasn't, I wasn't being fulfilled in what I wanted in life. I wasn't able to still work and spend time with my child and spend time with my husband and do all the things that I wanted to do. And so I started looking for other areas of things that I could do from home, more flexibility, because I was also being questioned, believe it or not of why I had to take time off to be with my son if he was in the hospital or if he was sick or Mm. like, it just, it blows my mind that people ask questions like that Yeah, (laughs) when it comes to children. And so I found your program. You and I had chatted about what it would look like if, you know, I started as a virtual assistant or a social media manager and what the Mm -hmm. different options are. And I joined thinking that I was going to go the social media route just because of my background and Mm -hmm. quickly, you know, started signing clients, working with them, but I didn't fully feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And like, it was truly what I wanted to do and what excited me every day. Cause I like being challenged every day. I like learning new things and there's only so much to do on social media. (laughs) And so you started talking a lot about online business management. And so it kind of intrigued me and I decided, okay, let me look into what this is. A lot of people had talked about Sarah Mm -hmm. and Tina Fey and 
all of these different OBMs. And so I looked into it and I ended up signing up to become certified. Mm-hmm. I signed up. I did not sign up under Sarah. I really connected with Shar and Wade, their husband wife duo that does mm-hmm. the training together. And just their whole journey of how they work together, how they did things together. It just, I just really connected with them. Yeah. And that was in, let me see when I, when did I sign up? I signed up at the end of November of 2020. So last year, had my initial conversation with them while I was actually on vacation. And (laughs) by the time I came back from vacation, like my corporate job that I had not left yet had completely changed. Mm -hmm. Like all of the managers above me were essentially fired during COVID. And the whole business structure that I was coming back to was not what I wanted at all for me. And so while I was on vacation, I talked to my husband. I was like, look, if I'm going to ever make a change, I'm going to need to make it now. Mm-hmm. Like it's either now or never. And so I reached out to Wade and Shar and I said, what is the possibility of me being certified with the January certification class? And that was happening in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, it's possible we could send you an adjusted schedule for everything that you need to know, spend a little extra one-on-one time with you and we can do it. So I did it. I got certified in the January and I passed. And that was the beginnings of my OBM agency. Yeah. So that was almost coming up on a year ago. Yep. Wow. And so when did you start an OTO? When did you like technically start freelancing? I started last year during COVID 2020. So you did the certification in 2020 of November. Do you remember what month you started in OTO? I'm just trying to kind of get. I started in OTO. I believe it was June, June of last okay. year. So like six months in and you were, you had gone one route and you were like, I think I'm going to pivot. That's. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. There's just so much support in your program as it is. And everything everybody was talking about and everything just made me so excited. Yeah. And I wanted more of it. Yeah. And so many people, I think social media management is big because every business needs social media management. It's like, I don't know, yeah. maybe one of the more sexier of the services to offer. And I hear a lot of people being like, I want to do this, but I don't want to touch social media management. Like, I don't want to touch social media. Is that possible? And I'm like, yes, there's so many different other services out there than the social media management that you can, you can offer. Oh yeah. There are so many. And I mean, just having transitioned now to the OBM world, I'm starting to realize just how many different services there are because I'm getting to work with so many different ones. And there are VA agencies that I didn't even know about people who became a VA and then created their own agency. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of go back to the beginning before you started OTO. Did you look into any other like work from home options or was freelancing the only kind of thing that you had your eye on? I mean, I think everybody who wants to work from home does at some point look at different options. And most of them tend to be like network marketing Mm -hmm. or driving for Uber or (laughs) 
you know, doing Instacart, which now is a pretty big one. Yeah. But none of them were right for me, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody tries network marketing at some point in their life, but very quickly realizes that, no, that's not really a sustainable option. And so many people, I think, take a lot longer to embrace freelancing as an option for them because they have that like tried and, you know, didn't really go how they hoped network marketing experience. And what I want, like, what I want them to know is that they're totally different worlds. With freelancing, you only need a handful of clients to potentially meet your income goals. Whereas network marketing, you need a ton of sales plus a ton of people under you, and then they need to get people under them. And it, it's, it's just way, way, way different. Exactly. So when you got started in June, kind of dabbling in to freelancing and social media management, which was kind of like a natural starting point for you because of your, your experience, how did you start landing clients? Like how long did it take? And you know, which kind of route did you go to land clients? So I landed my first client the first month I was signed Mm -hmm. up with OTO. The route I usually went was just off of different networking groups in Facebook Mm -hmm. or on the job board that you have. Mm -hmm. And that was my initial route as a social media manager. There's a lot of great groups on Facebook to network in, a lot of groups on LinkedIn to network in, depending Mm -hmm. on who your audience is. Mm -hmm. Who you want to work with. Yeah. Did that change of like your kind of strategy to land clients? Did that change as you transitioned into the online business manager? Yes and no. So I still do networking in Facebook groups, but the majority of where I'm networking now or connecting with people is LinkedIn. Yeah. Tell me about like LinkedIn and who, like, what is the type of client that's there? Cause that's kind of a world that I'm like, I don't want to go there. It's going to be too corporate, too too much suit and like slacks for me. So every OBM kind of niches down just like mm-hmm. every OTO or would as well. And so you need to figure out who your ideal client is, your avatar essentially. And then that's who you need to be going after in order to make connections. Mine typically tends to be more business coaches or people in the marketing world. Mm-hmm. Just because... Those are the ones I tend to connect with the most. Mm -hmm. And of who you have experience in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So how is landing clients, how is it different like on LinkedIn versus a Facebook group? I think it's just the... Okay, so let me back up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So with OBM clients, they need to be at a specific revenue point in order for them to even be at the right place in time Mm -hmm. for working with an OBM. Mm-hmm. OBMs typically come at a higher price point. Mm-hmm. And so if their business is not at the right level, there's not enough for an OBM to actually do in their business. And so with that in mind, LinkedIn groups and people on LinkedIn typically from what I found are a little bit more of that higher level client mm-hmm. versus a lot of the Facebook groups aren't always at the right level. I, yeah. They want an OBM but <laughs> their business just isn't quite there yet. Yeah. And that, like that's a really good thing. If you're focusing on Facebook groups a lot and you're not having success, look at who's running that group and like what their business is focused on. Like what's their messaging? What are their offers around? And if it's around starting or, you know, like 
getting to six figures, chances are the people in that group will be in that starting phase and sometimes not at that point where they can hire you. So it's best to make sure that you're hanging out where the people who not only want to hire you, but are able to prioritize that hire and and afford that hire where, where they're hanging out. Right. Exactly. How did you transition into the OBM? I know you went through the certification process, but did you have like prior work experience that translates or were you just kind of like drawn to that service? A lot of what I did do as I guess a marketing consultant did translate, but not everything. Mm -hmm. So my experience on different systems and CRMs and things like that did translate, although it was not the exact same systems I use every day now. Yeah. As a marketing consultant, I also did a lot of project management for all of the different launches and campaigns and things that my clients had, which also translates to being an OBM. But there are so many new things that I got to learn during certification that blew my mind that this actually existed. (laughs) It's like, what? All I can say is that to trust the process, if you're thinking about being an OBM Mm -hmm. and you're really going to learn a lot. Yeah. And make sure you ask all the questions. Yeah. So what, what do you do as an OBM? Because we've we've talked about that in other episodes. Sarah's been on, we'll link to that episode kind of at the beginning, but where like OBMs can focus on, Sarah mentions like team management, project management, systems and process setup, and then like metrics and tracking. What is your kind of, your agency's niche or special focus? Hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. And on there, you'll see the 12-month payment plan option. When you choose the 12-month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy or head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. Yeah. So I do a lot of team management. I help set up systems and processes as well. And not just processes with clients, but processes with the team internally as well. Mm -hmm. For my marketing-specific clients, I do help them with different metrics and tracking, not just for themselves, but for their clients as well. So what I found is that around the metrics and tracking, and if you're doing monthly reporting as a marketing agency, or if whether it be social media or whatever it might be, is that people have 
created reporting that's basically just a bunch of data thrown into an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. And that's not fun to look at for anybody. And so I help with that, clean that up, make it a little bit sexier, if you will, mm-hmm. so that it just enhances the client experience more for them. Mm-hmm. What does team management like look like? Like someone who's maybe new and has no idea what that involves, like what are you doing on a day-to-day basis for your clients? So it depends whether or not they have a team management tool that they use. Mm -hmm. I take a look at when things are due, are things being done when they're supposed to be done. I handle team communication, monthly meetings with the team to say, hey, this is what's coming up for the month. This is what went super well last month. This is maybe an area that that specific VA or that specific contractor needs to focus on and improve a little bit, Mm -hmm. which typically... For contractors who are super independent, that tends to be communication is Mm -hmm. a strong one. Don't communicate enough. And then what else do I do? Any projects that are coming in, I assign to different team members, those types of things. Yeah. So just kind of basically that delegating, here's our big end goal. Here's how it's going to get done. Here's the milestones and kind of tracking and checking in with people as you go. Yep. How did it go transitioning from social media manager to OBM as far as like clients and finding new clients? What did that process look like? Did you just like fire all your clients cold turkey or did you do it kind of slow or transition any into your new services? I went, I went cold turkey. You went cold turkey. The reason being is the clients I had as a social media manager were not at the OBM level. So there was Mm -hmm. going to be no transition to me doing any sort of OBM services for them. And so I just, I went with the cold turkey route. All at once, like, bye, we're done. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. I mean, I gave everybody notice, Yes, but yeah, I went the cold turkey route. You went the cold turkey route. So then how long did it take? Cause you got certified January. Mm -hmm. And when did you quit your job? January 1st. January. (laughs) Shoot, girl. Okay. So talk to me about like you had some steady income, Mm -hmm. social media management. Are you comfortable sharing like numbers at all? Yeah, absolutely. So coming from the marketing world, my income levels as a social media manager was not going to cover my salary like by any means. And so that was another thing that I was like, "Hmm, I think I need to look at something a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I was making between a thousand and two thousand dollars a month as mm-hmm. a social media manager, mm-hmm. which was great. But again, it was not going to cover my salary. Yeah. And so going from making between thirty to thirty-five dollars an hour as a social media manager to then bumping up to an OBM that begins at sixty-five, mm-hmm. and you can charge even more if you have an agency, if you have teams, if you have specialty skills, like that, that increases. Yeah. That was pretty significant for me. And I don't know. I just, (laughs) I had big dreams and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I left my corporate job and I said, I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim. Like Mm -hmm. those are my two options. Sink or swim. (laughs) And I'm thinking you're swimming like... I'm swimming. You are swimming. So talk to (laughs) us about 
how long it took from quitting cold turkey to like being at that I'm swimming this is I made the right choice like this is amazing it took me until I would say where I feel like I was swimming and I was confident it took me until May okay that's six months and yep it was like well yeah a little less than six months and the reason being is I spent a lot of time implementing a lot of things in my own business at that point, besides just finding the right clients. And Mm -hmm. I went out at the very beginning saying, I'm not going to sign up the very first client I get. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign up the right clients for me. Mm -hmm. And I was very clear about that with my husband as well. I did not want to go into it, signing up nightmare clients right off the bat. And scare myself into thinking that I never want to do this again in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Did you have like, what were your red flags of like, okay, nope, next? I think my biggest ones were if they thought OBMs are going to come in and do everything for them mm-hmm. instead of being their right hand person, the person they go to for everything, the manager that truly oversees and implements a business strategy. Mm-hmm. The majority of OBMs are not going to personally sit there behind their computer and do all of the tech work for you. Yeah. Like that's not what we're hired to do. Some of us do some of the work ourselves. Yes, there's still a lot of things I do myself. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking you're going to hire me and I'm the only person you need in your business, that's not a huge red flag for me. Like, no. Yeah. And that's been the biggest lesson that I've had to teach so many clients is you can't expect to hire one person and they're going to do everything for you. Yeah. Like they just can't, they don't have the skill set to know everything about every single thing there is to know about your business. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah, absolutely. So how long with being super choosy did it take to land that first OBM client? It took small client until April. Uh Uh-huh. And then after that, I started landing the bigger clients that, you know, okay, my salary is officially covered and I'm starting to grow. And I'm at a point where I'm starting to talk about growing the agency and starting to talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing my husband on board specifically for project management. And because that's his background. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, we're at a place now where he's like, I can do this full time and I don't have to, you know, worry about all the things that I used to worry about working in a corporate company. And that's an amazing place for us to essentially be and to talk about, because if you asked us a year ago, (laughs) we, (laughs) we were not here. Yeah. But that it's so, it's so cool to see the amazing changes that can happen in a year's time. Yep. It can happen very quickly. Yeah. But you also have to be patient with yourself, be patient while you're learning because you're not Mm going to know everything right off the bat Mm -hmm. and expect yourself to fail at some point. Yeah. Because you're going to. Did you have any moments of failure or like huge mistakes that turned out to be great learning opportunities? I definitely feel like I have in different aspects of my business. So 
I built my website myself, not a skill set I have. Mm-hmm. Definitely a huge learning <laughs> opportunity for me. And I failed a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. And I feel like I can still learn a lot. Different investments that I've decided to make to learn from other people along the way, I feel like could have probably waited until I was farther along in my business than what I was when I signed up. Mm -hmm. But those are mistakes I'm not going to know until I make them. Yeah. So, and they're not ending points. It's just like, no, okay, next time I know this. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say that there are certain books and things that I've read over the last year that have been super helpful and have really started to change the way I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. the way my business runs and the money coming in versus the money going out. And so those have helped a lot of the mistakes I made early on. Yeah. What were some of those books? Profit First is Mm -hmm. a great one. Love that one. That's probably my favorite one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But it took you like four months to land that first client and making this transition. But then what I want people to see is it can... It can take time in the starting and in the transition phase, but ev- like eventually you have so much momentum from being consistent and showing up and putting in the work that once you finally land that first one, it's almost like dominoes after that because all of your momentum mm-hmm. takes off and carries you and, and, and you keep kind of going. So from April to May, you said that's when you had replaced your corporate salary. If those two months, if you would have given up like early April and been like, oh, this just isn't working out, like I'm done, you would have you would have prevented yourself from being here. And that's that's just I'm so happy that you stuck with it. And that's not a slow timeline either. I think in this business space, stuff can happen so fast and it does. And so sometimes when we look at, oh, when you know, like when you first started, you had your first client in a month. When when we we look at that. Sometimes we can be like, oh, it's not happening for me as fast or it should be like this. No, it's however it is, is, is fine. I mean, I think I went in with it knowing that OBM clients are at a different level than what social media management clients are. Mm-hmm. And I also went in with it this time, knowing that I wanted to be a little bit more picky, if you will, yeah. about who I'm starting off with. Just because I did not want to go in with my very first OBM client and be scared to ever go home. <laughs> yeah, no. And so you, it sounds like you had the right expectations going in to start that yeah. it taking a little bit longer than when you started didn't shake you. No, it did not. And honestly, like, so I heard something. That really made me sit back and think about what I would want my life to look like Mm -hmm. and what I want to plan out in order to get there, essentially. Think about what you want your perfect average day to look like. Not your perfect vacation, your average day, your daily day of waking up, going to work. What do you want that to look like? Do you want that to be in an office space? Do you want that to be at home? Do you want that to be sitting on a beach? Like, What do you want that to be? And the more I started thinking about that, the more I started talking to my husband about 
What do we both want that to look like? Where do we want that to be? The more I started thinking, okay, this is the types of things I need to have in place in order to get there. These are the goals I need to hit in order to be there. And that made me more confident in what I was doing because I feel like I had a more concrete plan yeah, and a picture of how to get there. Yeah. So how, talk to me about like the timeline from May to now and like the agency growth, like what does that necessarily mean going from I'm an OBM to I'm an OBM agency? And then from there, I want to hear the husband coming in story. (laughs) So um, from April, May to now, the agency has definitely grown in terms of the amount of clients I have. And now the potential clients I'm talking to means the agency is going to possibly grow in then less than a month as well to where I have to start taking on VAs, possibly an OBM myself. My husband. Hey, I know some people where you can find to hire. (laughs) Well, send them my way. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I actually do use your link for clients who need VAs and things like that every once in a while. So my husband left his corporate job in June. I think in June and started doing consulting Mm kind of like I do. He's more in the corporate space consulting where I'm not. And he is looking to fully transition to be more free like I am than what he is now because corporate consulting still kind of ties you down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that to make that full transition, possibly by the end of the year, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And how comfortable he is with leaving projects and things like that, that he has going on, but we'll see. Yeah. So is, is he doing the corporate consulting like under your brand or is it, did he kind of start his own brand or no, did you he combine is, together? He is under the furry agency, um, specifically for project management. That's his background. That's what he's always done. So he is a certified PMP. He did Mm -hmm. that certification last year. Mm -hmm. So he loves what he does, loves the client he works with. And he is super excited to move more to the virtual space Yeah, than how hands-on he's been. Yeah. So with an agency, do you guys, is it just you two currently, or do you have other team members or contractors that you work with right now? Or is that, that, that's the plan to grow? So I work with VAs, but the plan is to bring possibly a couple of VAs on in the Mm -hmm. next month, Mm -hmm. at least probably not both Mm full-time, but at least part-time for both. And are they under your business? Do you like working for you or are they also doing work for your clients on behalf of the agency? They are going to be working under me, but doing work for my clients that I assign them to. Yeah. So depending on the client, they would possibly be in direct contact with my clients. Others will not. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Salome, as we kind of wrap up this episode, I guess my last question for you is, do you have any you know, advice for the woman who's listening and is either you know thinking about starting 
and making a change, whether it's in freelancing or something else, or if she's already freelancing and wanting to pivot into a new service. Do you have any advice for her while she's, you know, kind of sitting there deliberating or like, do I, don't I? My advice for her would be to think about what you want for yourself, for your family and what that looks like. And then take a deeper look at the different freelancing opportunities that there are to see what excites you because you're going to be doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. If you're currently in freelancing and you feel like what you're currently doing isn't fulfilling you, don't be afraid to pivot. I did. And you don't have to pivot as cold turkey. You don't have to pivot as cold turkey. (laughs) No, you don't. But you can. But yeah, don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to dream big for your, for your life, for your family's life. You guys don't have to be stuck doing what you're doing every day. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Salome, thank you so much. I am so excited for you and your family. You guys are growing and your business is growing and it's just, it's just so, so exciting and such a light to share what you've been able to do in the last year and a half in your business with others so that they can see that it's possible for them too. Yeah. I've loved chatting with you and you were essentially, you know, what got me started on this path. So thank you. Yay. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk soon. And guys, if you want to follow along with Salome and the 4E agency, we'll link to where you can find them, their website and Instagram channel and all of that on, on the show notes. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends but make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.